The Rise and Grind Morning Show is on. 419 The Grind. Trump, Dammy, Dammy, Dammy. That's all risk. Shoes, red bottoms, bills all thrips. Pass the vaccine, niggas all sick. I hear them talk shit, show up and they all on dig. Too much fraud shit, can build a whole house. They shooting all bricks. All that pillow top, and you done lost a bitch. I don't need a pick. Now watch the sauce. That walking CEO, E.T. high flow. Let's go. Just lift a finger, bitches like, ooh, watch it go. You
order to love yourself, no BS and BS and then pride yourself of life lessons, life lessons is confidence when you stand on it, cause your mama gave you all the assets you was born with, watch your skin glow when you tell her, tell her no, and watch your soul glow when you tell her man no, recognize the difference, it is no coincidence before you step on the scene, don't forget to apply your
your lane. Check dig, man. I was just sitting back reminiscing, man, you know what I'm saying, the vibe and on how things used to be, you dig? Like when we was young, since you know what I'm saying, that OSD and used to rock. St. Anthony's jump, you know? When children used to see the tennis every day, I used to go to Lido. When kids really used to go outside and play, I used to go to Lido. When females used to carry themselves as women, I used to go to Lido. When hustlers used to tune it to the Listen, I remember back in the day when I was a Backyard hooping on crates, sneaking jars out the house, trying to catch lightning bugs and snakes. Ha. The good old days when penny candy really used to cost a penny. Uh-huh. Ice cream truck had ice cream on it. You could buy for 10 pennies. Woo. Pipping your bike out with chrome caps, reflectors, and mirrors. And mirror. The hood used to be a village back when the neighbors cleared. It was less snitching, more females carried themselves like women. Ha. I wish I could go back and visit, cause I miss the old Toledo. It ain't got that same vibe, it got no more to you know? Yeah, okay. I feel where you going, CJ. Okay, man. It's your boy Bobcat, man. Just reminiscing, check this. I'm just reminiscing about the old days. And now, I don't go far back as the OJs. Lane, look, I'm talking late 80s, early 90s. On Auburn up at Peach Rose is where you can find me. I was screaming crossroads for the love of the dough. 16 double O until the world blow. When Indo and Joint Mob had a lock on the South. And Arden Coleman had you scared to come out of your house. Around the time when Magic Wand found out he was Plera. And Ray Stone was so fly, yeah, that was the era. Philly and Philly and all was rapping for Out Hill. That Scott and Libby game could damn near get a nigga killed. When North Town was bumping, Southwick was slumping. Follow the light, lightning rod had every club jumping. I give her all my legs, two shoulders and the two. To see Toledo hide was in my youth. Man, I miss the old Toledo. When children used to see the dance every day When kids really used to go outside and play When females used to carry themselves as women When hustlers used to chew their power out snitching Wake up, Toledo you're listening to the 419 Grind, Rising Grind Morning Show. Good morning. Hey, Grinders. What's up? Welcome Happy in. Happy Monday. No, it is Toxic Taco $2 Tuesday. Oh, oh. Like, what? Happy Tuesday. It is yes, not Monday. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. it's, it's Happy Toxic Taco Tuesday. So welcome into the number one voted podcast, the Rising Grind Morning Show with Leah Renee, Shay K, Clyde Green, and Jay. Say that three times fast. (laughs) We all run too when you say like that. Say that three times fast. Do it. Okay. I was talking about the Taco Tuesday, Toxic. Oh, yeah. Toxic Taco Tuesday. Two dollars. You missed the two dollars. Yeah, I can't do it. We added two dollars. Toxic Tuesday. I can't do it. Toxic Tuesday. I can't do it. 
Toxic Taco $2 Tuesday. Toxic Taco $2 Tuesday. Toxic Taco $2 Tuesday. What are you talking What did she win for Santa? I went to a taco, a chicken burrito taco on J. Cool. Yeah, where from? From where? Erica's making them today. Oh, that's today? Shout out to Erica. Well, not here, but she's making them at a different location. Oh, okay. She always talking about some she's making them. She's selling them? She's selling them? She's selling them? No, but she will be here making them live. Is she selling them to you? Real soon. Huh? She's selling you tacos? No. Where the goddamn tacos at? <laughs> but you're putting in the order, and then my taco is going to be on your order. I am? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, shout right. out to our sponsors, Hotbox, Hotbox, City ENT, yep. Essential Vibes, uh-huh. Land Self, The People Salesman, yes, J. Rush Jennings, yes. Sasha Denise, Da-da. Greater New Psalmist Church, Amen. The Social Butterfly, hey, Kendall Harvey, yes. Hype Organization, hype, hype. and Kenya Creations. Hey. And if you would like to become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast, make sure you send your info to Rise and, and Grind at the 419grind.com. And you can become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast. Hey. Yes. Okay. Now. Okay. You about to set a fire? And he talked all that mess about me. He talked all that mess about me. Stuff and he putting his baby oil on. He talked all that, that, that baby oil. That was hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Oh, Why you put it some? Your hands gonna be dry. You put some lotion on. I'll put some more so body you, after that you because that's gonna dry. Your own damn hand sanitizer. You supposed to do that? I'm doing my lip chat and stuff, and I just you know people watching. Hand sanitizer. Talking to people. Mm, that's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> you just playing toxic behavior already. Well, shout out to our girl Nikki because I'm gonna tell you what, I need some more of that body butter because half my thing is like already almost well, you gone. Need now too. How you gonna speak? You know, I'm gonna get you together. Oh, we friends. Okay. You know, I, got, I got a nice she, she, I got both of mine. I got in the one car. here, one one at home. So. I guess I am though. She looked right. at like that. Clyde was right. It's cool. You're right. Y'all my hands are dry. You can never just have too much though. They are. Ahead and get a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But see how, he, he, you don't hear, see how you don't hear nothing? Yeah, yeah. So you don't hear nothing. You're not supposed to hear that. You're, you're not supposed to hear that. You're not supposed to hear that. Stop moving your hands, Leah. <laughs> nothing. Hold on, that was yours. That was Yours sounded like you was uh, starting a fire with your hair. No, it sounded like you had sandpaper. <laughs> I was using body butter. That wasn't body butter. That was uh, hand sanitizer. We know, but, but it was, he applied it, was it was before then, so that means you didn't get soft before then. That's terrible. Put some sanitizer on your hands after that. Then wrap it in the microwave. In the microwave. In the microwave. I bet it don't do it still. How much on the bed? Two dollars. Two dollars. Bet. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> That's because the, the body that butter is no, 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 no. Give me $2. You try, you try it again. You try it again. No. <laughs> Still sound like a fire. Give me the $2 because you lost $5 last time. Okay. Okay. I sound like a fire. He got bigger hands. But you lost so. a bet to me, though, I so I need my $2. I got you. You can cash out. I got you on the first. Do $2.50. But I normally put my guys on after I put my. Yeah, that was just stupid for me to just do that. Usually, you put on the sanitizer first, first and then, then the body butter. Yeah, because that dries out your skin with the alcohol. But right. shout out to our girl, Royal Custom Beauty, my girl, Nikki. Uh, Nails by Nikki. Um, yeah, she hooked us up. And I'm definitely going to be putting in an order to... <laughs> hold on, because... Oh, look, see, I only did one application. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she yeah. used all five of her fingers. She took your nail like a little shovel. To <laughs> <laughs> but she took all seven of her fingers and went... I, she needed it, though. A scoop, yeah. I needed yeah. it. She, she but needed I, it, I applied it on my skin. She ain't got her arm shown. I put... Just on her yeah, you got missionary hands. So you want to lay hands on one in the night. Uh, you know, God told me I'm going to, you know, 
talk to the masses. And, Uh-oh. Preach. You know, you, actually, you talking to the masses now, too? That's crazy. Right. Yeah, that's all. Wow. Deliver a word. You know? What's that? It's, Can y'all believe we do a radio show and people just, like, listen to us and watch us? Uh-huh. And we just here talking stupid? <laughs> we don't always talk I know, stupid I'm just, though. I'm just saying. No, we give them. Sometimes we, we got give some them serious. We, we give them laughter. We give them cry. We, we give them. Sometimes positive. we got some things to say. We got some good. Somebody things got some to things to say. Who? Us. Oh yeah, yeah. We do. I said sometimes we got oh, some good things to say. You're right, you're right. Sometimes we have good things to say. <laughs> and then we have stuff like that. And yeah. then we have Clyde, <laughs> <laughs> who can't work a MacBook like he's supposed to. You, what are you trying to do? I'll pull up them downloads. I just did something. Go print. That paper off. Oh, you about man. to print them now? Yeah. Paper, probably, probably you about to print what? Right. I'm going to send them to the front computer. Mm. Not right now? I'm multitasking, actually. Oh. <laughs> he got something going on. Baby what, do you do? What, do you, what do you, what do you download? Together. What are you printing? Uh, the questions for today's guest. <laughs> are they going to be fired? They might be. <laughs> oh, that was you? Is that no, no, no. Oh, that was, okay. Look, we, you done got us ready. We is that tomorrow? Is that Friday? Tomorrow? I don't even know when he comes. That's Friday. I don't make them schedule no more. It's Friday. I don't know. Is that coffee good? Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> Did you taste it? <laughs> I got it from Wixie. So. Oh, oh. I've never had their coffee before. Shout out to Wixie. Oh, they got oh, coffee? They, they, hmm? they got coffee? Oh, you know. Hmm. Ignore that. <laughs> In store coffee. Yeah, ignore that. Era, it was bro. good. It's good. So. Look, he always Shout out to our girl, Bethany. It was actually. Yeah, shout out to Bethany. She yes. was here yesterday. Whipping in the kitchen. Yeah, she's a baker. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did she make them donuts? She made those donuts, yeah. Oh, shout oh, out to her. Shout out to her. Next time, a little easy on the sprinkles. He said his tummy started rumbling after he did too many sprinkles. I was on the sprinkles, like, no. You didn't even taste the sprinkles. I know, I said I saw those sprinkles and said, oh, okay. Because it was too many. Yeah, was too many sprinkles. How many do you need? Just the top, or is that like fully covered in sprinkles? Maybe not the whole little sw- uh, sift up, just like a little. Boop. It was just like, like it was like, like, like just a little boop. salt bay, <laughs> little salt bay, mm, little sprinkles. It was like fifty sprinkles on there. You need about twenty, right? He said he yeah. owned the sugar. Sprinkles was cool when you was uh, young at Ryan's, which is not a spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkles was cool then. Nah, I'm just a little you too before it was a spotlight. Oh, you was putting yeah. that on your ice cream? Oh, yeah, with that chocolate oh, syrup. Man. Oh, man. It was frozen what? yogurt. It used to go 10. The only thing I didn't do at Ryan's was do the... that was ice cream nuts. The only thing I didn't do was the chocolate fountain thing. They had one to of me, To me, that was No, disgusting. they didn't have that. That wasn't was back in Ryan's Corral. days. What that was Golden Corral. It was accident. I was about to say, I know Golden Corral had that. Yeah, Golden Corral had that. Oh, that was Golden Corral? Golden Corral, yeah. It's just something about it. (laughs) Are they open with COVID? I don't know. Are they? That's nasty. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Shout out to Golden Corral. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the hope alive. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of weird. Damn. (laughs) Oh, damn. Hey, my aunt, when when we used to go there, my aunt used to bring Ziploc bags. <laughs> no, really? I see. Like to go back. I see. Oh, wow. oh, I'm getting all I can eat. I'm paying all for I it. Eat all too. It's a story uh, about somebody at Ryan's. Uh, it was this old church lady uh, who went to Ryan. I'm gonna tell the story. Tell it. So it was this old church lady who went to Ryan's for uh, one day, and she stayed. She went in for breakfast, um, and uh, she ate breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? With the, yeah. I know, I know where you going with it. So she ate breakfast. She sat around. She waited around a little bit. You know, let that food digest. 
And uh, it was around lunchtime. And she, uh, she had everything. She started eating lunch. So, <laughs> she sat there and ate lunch. And then uh, she sat around for a little bit. And then about the three, three or four o'clock, she sat and then she ate dinner. dinner. Oh, okay. And uh, so once she got her dinner plate, started eating her dinner plate, the uh, police came in. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, so she what? was at McDonald's, he said? No, no, no. no Ryan's. Oh, oh Ryan's. Ryan. Okay. Totally off. So, <laughs> so, so the police came in with the manager and say, uh, Miss, we're going to have, you know, we're gonna, you're going to have to come with us. She was like, why? What did I do? For for uh, for for theft, like what do you mean theft? Like I like I pay for my my food. Like no, you pay for one meal. You ate three meals. This like you right. ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So they handcuffed her and hog tied her what? and took her out to the squad. When car. did they, they ever the serve breakfast at Ryan's? They did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So did, they, did they make people leave after they did shift? Change? I never knew that. Huh? Did they make people leave when they did? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. I've never. I've is never this seen anybody. Story? Stay. Yes, but it she is. really got arrested for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but hey, I thought you she, she refused to leave. She hey, refused. Let's play the story guess was that right? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Shout the, uh, out to ain't it all you can eat? She refused to leave. Once, no, when he asked her to leave, she says no because she paid for her food. So the police came in and, and basically hog tied her and took her out to the, to the and paddy she would have been in the book for stealing. If she, we would have had a book yeah. back then, yeah, she would have been in the book for stealing. For Ryan's, wow! <laughs> Shout out to Ryan's. So. <laughs> R.I.P. to Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why. Is there, is there Ryan somewhere else? Yeah. Yep. Where? I don't know. Oh. Google it. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> you about to ask Sarah? Go ahead. I feel like I seen one Have in Florida seen, uh, a couple years so. back. Uh, Ryan, uh, the nearest Ryan Steakhouse, please. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. It's like one moment. I didn't even hear her say that. She's looking for it. She's The closest one I see is Ryan's Restaurant on West Michigan Avenue in Grass Lake. Grass Lake, Grass Lake, Michigan. Oh. That's that was West Michigan Avenue, Grass Lake. Ooh, we should go. Grass Lake in Michigan? 517. That's, that's Scranton. That's Scranton, Pennsylvania. We should go take a ride. We should go and go do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, oh, and we yeah, should record it. <laughs> live, broadcasting live. Siri, don't froze on my phone. I'm not trying to get hogtied now. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Vicker come get us out. Stop's doing good. That's because she refused to leave. Yeah, we'll leave. Or we'll just, you do breakfast, you do lunch, you do dinner. All one ticket, huh? Ninjas. Y'all crazy. I hope the weather be so can okay. You, can we, you want to play Guess the Race? Is that what you said? No. <laughs> well, the, the weather is okay right oh, now. It's cold. It is cold. I'm freezing. Um, It's 45 degrees. The Fire. sun is out, though. And it's going to get to a high of about 54 degrees. Oh. Tomorrow and Thursday, tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, we're going to be in the 60s with some sun. So that's mm. going to be nice. Um, Saturday, actually, all the way through the weekend. So for the rest of the week and the weekend, it's going to be in the 60s, mid to high 60s. And it's going to be sunny. So it's going to be a nice week. cold still. I mean, you know, it's not the best for May, but I'm not going to complain because it could be cold and rainy. So, got to, you know. The rain coming back, too. I felt a little chill in my joints this morning. It's freezing. I got my boots on, my bubble coat. I'm oh, freezing. Bubble coat. For May? This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it ain't nothing we ain't used to. It's, you know, I remember when yeah, I graduated uh, the first week of May in 2011, and it was not, like, hot. You know, like, I remember thinking the same thing. Like, why is it chilly and cold? Like, because I had on, like, a sleeveless blouse and a 
uh, pencil skirt, and I was I remember being like cold, That's and I had my graduation uh, gown on. You know what I mean? What? But I remember like going outside at, and taking pictures. Like my it, the wind, it was real windy, mm. and the you know the wind was blowing real hard, and um, it was and I remember it being cold. Like and I remember thinking like, why is it cold and it's May? You know? And that was back in what 2011. So mm, it's like I, I feel like ago. I'm just used to this weather. Like, yeah, I mean just, I could do hoodie weather all year round, but. Give us some kind of warmth. Yeah, I mean, I do want. Only like summer only lasts this much. It does. Yeah. That's it, the reason why. Yeah, I say that, that. yeah. That's why I said. I, I guess I'm just used to it. But I. Some good weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do need to have. But they they say this uh, whole global warming thing is, you know, it's not global warming. Anything is is cooling. Go, if go, anything, go. well, no. But I'm saying like the, they're saying that the global warming thing is what causes all these shifts in the oh. temperature and the atmosphere and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you ain't with the Doppler. No, I ain't with the Doppler crew. You know, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> don't let me speak on that now. Yeah, I don't, I don't care how long I live here. I'm still going to complain if it's cold in May. Like, right, I don't yeah. know. Like, you know what I mean? People, we, we don't like the it, cold. But still, yeah. I don't like the cold. I'm I don't care how long like, I've lived yeah, here. Yeah, I'm be like, 43 years. It's freezing. I hate it. It's May. About Give me some, some heat. Give me some sun. I, I thrive in the sun. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Thriving. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got to take your ass to the sun. <laughs> I know. I'm going. We wait in Georgia to what? Three more? Two, three years? We need to just go. I've been googling every day. Oh my god! that little? Uh, <laughs> when, when that city gonna be made? <laughs> yeah, remember uh, Clemmy was telling us about. Mm-hmm. I'm I ready to sign like, up for to, a We need to figure out who that organization is and try to network now. You know, I'm trying yeah. to sign up for the membership. If we start, maybe Clemmy. we can be the media Clemmy. source we for that. To, yeah, because yeah. he said we, it's we, only we like what, nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll text. I'll text him today and see how we can get in contact with those people. We probably be on VIP list and get. We the really best need houses. to like, yeah. look into that. No, I'm serious because we can create that whole like media oh, network yeah. there. Yeah, I'm very serious. Yeah, expand. What's the know? Code? I mean, <laughs> they're gonna have probably <laughs> a whole. We don't yeah. know yet. Don't know. They'll probably yeah, have. They're gonna have a whole. We gonna be at the grind, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be nine one nine. I don't know. It might be one 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 angel number. Maybe we'll be the ones to make up the area code. We'll mm-hmm. tell them, hey, we want to be 919. Grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 919. Maybe uh, they won't have any uh, service. <laughs> no, we're going to make service? it happen. What? Mm-hmm. What kind of service? Phone service? Phone service. They're going to have all of that. Right. You didn't hear him it's saying that? It's, it's a whole city. They build a whole infrastructure. They're whole infrastructure. It's, it's like what? How many acres? Oh, they're going to have it. Yeah, why would we have 2021. No yeah. They don't have schools and jobs and... Yeah, I'm just talking. They're going to have it. Because that's their way to network. I wonder what the traffic is going to be like. Well, you know, the traffic here is pretty cool. Will it be a foreign country or will it be a part of America? America. It's in Georgia. It'd be in the state of Georgia. It could be like Pretoria. You know, remember how he declared his own independence at his yard on the Family Guy? It was Pete uh, No. Mm-mm. I don't remember I don't that. Man, y'all ain't about to act like that. Yeah, I don't watch Family Guy. Family Guy? I'm sorry. Family Guy. Remember he had. I don't remember. I don't, yeah, I, I don't I haven't know. watched every episode of Family Guy. It ain't every episode. It's just that one. Where was I haven't seen that episode <laughs> of Family it Guy. Ain't every episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not a cartoon head. I'm sorry. I can't yeah, relate. Is that coffee good? Is that part of the old Toledo? It is awesome. Because <laughs> it ain't the powder cream, Mr. Creamy cream. Oh, y'all got some new cream? Oh, yeah. Okay. Y'all on top of it, because that's why I made my coffee at home today. Your fault? No, I mean, my my, my creamer is good at home. My, so. shit, my shit bursting right now. I got a question, guys. Shit, I got yesterday a serious question. Yesterday was not bursting, so I was a little was concerned. Right. What's I have your a question? serious, serious question. What? For all of you. What is it? Do we have trending topics? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a text from uh, Mud City Entertainment. We're supposed to give away uh, on the Rising Grind Morning Show. You do it every time. That was. It was not talking. Y'all both doing it. Now we can talk. <laughs> so usually be rapping right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but Mud City Entertainment. Uh, Giving away two VIP tickets to Next to Blow today. Okay, my VIP. Right. So some lucky callers, we got to figure out what we want y'all to do. Oh. Yesterday, what did they do? Guess uh, Valerie's, uh, I mean, not Valerie, that's her sister, Bethany's. Uh, Zodiac. Zodiac song? Mm-hmm. It was both Her birth. No, no, her school, her high school. Her high school, and, and then his Zodiac, Zodiac yep. Yep. Your camera looks dark today. Well, you know. San Francisco, California. You know, I'm all about the housewives. Mm-hmm. I'm an avid, uh, you know, fan. I saw it. I watch. I, uh, I watch. But what I've learned this morning, you know, in trending news. I've seen it before I went to bed. Is that Miss Portia is out here, you know. Oh, yeah, that story, too. Yeah, I thought I about old girl coming back. Doing her um, thing. Um, she, okay, so... On the show, which is crazy because I don't you know, know the chick who do that. Is okay, so yeah, okay. I want to know who Fallon is. I missed the whole season. Okay, so the crazy part about it is this season just ended. Like they just had the reunion and all of that. Oh, for and, real. I um, need to go back. Fallon was introduced on the show as Portia's friend. What? Okay, like when she came on the show, she wasn't one of the housewives. She was just, you know how they be having the extras. Extra people. Okay, right. so she came and when she was introduced, she was introduced as Portia's friend. Wow. Portia had been over her house. They I had double dated, all type house. of stuff like that. <clears throat> oh, they double dated? Yeah, I guess. Allegedly. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I thought you yeah. said it was on Allegedly. the show. No, not, well, um, no, not on the show. They didn't. But apparently they met through their men. Because Portia's now basically saying, okay, so the, so basically Fallon, and she was a really beautiful woman. So yeah, Fallon's kind of like uh, Portia's uh, Marley. Uh, what's what's Lily's friend's name? Margo. Margo. That's Marlo. 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 That's, <laughs> the, that's what Fallon is to Portia, like her Marlo. Well, obviously Marlo. not. Not Well, no, because Nene and uh, Margo, or what's Marlo. her name? Marlo. Marlo. <laughs> they fell out a long time ago, and they ain't yeah. been friends for a long time. So oh, they never got back? I don't no, think I don't so, think yeah. So. Mm. so, but she's, she's yeah, basically a Marlo because she's okay. like an extra. She's right, like right. a, you she know, they had no Tanya. Peach. They had the girl Tanya. She was like extra. Yeah, she don't got no peach. She's not on that thing, you know, okay. whatever. But anyway, no she peach. was married to this older guy named Simon. Yeah. Um, you know, very rich guy, obviously. And, um, and then, and they showed him on the show because yeah. she would, mm. you know, they had went to the, there was this one episode where she like invited Portia and a couple of the other ladies over to her house and they wow. were all jumping in the pool they were all in bikinis with their booties out and Portia, he was sitting and the husband boy. was sitting up there just watching like he came outside and was just sitting there watching happy like yeah you know I got all these beautiful women in my pool you know he was doing his little thing and then like so now basically Fallon and the husband are divorced and Portia's engaged to I him. Oh, they engaged? Engaged to him. Yes. I thought they- to, the, Simon. to Simon, the Who's husband. Simon? Fallon. Fallon's, hus- Fallon's ex-husband? Husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just so crazy because it makes you, like, I mean, I know that I and obviously she, know everything. Did you see the post that she made? Who? Let, oh, you didn't see the post? No, I didn't the see the post. Oh, okay. Instagram? Go ahead. I, keep why, talking. Who was, who was Portia's I, grandfather, the, the civil rights dude? Do you know who he is? I'm not sure exactly who he is, but he was somebody who, like, walked with, yeah, like, Martin Luther yeah, King Jr. and stuff like that. Was Oh. Okay, you want me to read? I know who he is. caption says? Look on... Look on uh, the thing called Rapture on uh, Netflix with T.I., the episode, the guy that he talked to in the church. Yeah. That's Portia's uh, grandfather. Okay. I'm okay. Um, 
So was let me ask this question. Was Portia married to uh Yep, Cordell Stewart? Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so but uh, but No, that didn't work out. Okay, was, so then was, before uh, you read this, since she since this whole story has broke out, Portia is now coming out saying <laughs> she was never my friend. Mm-hmm. I met her through our men. So uh, either way, like her husband and the guy so, were friends. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so, yeah. she, so so they they all hung out at some still, point, had been at each other's houses yeah, and all that's of that. Still, so, absolutely crazy. Yeah. So she posted a picture so of them. She smashed the homie and then about to smash the other homie. So she posted oh, a picture she with about them. about to marry the homie. <laughs> with the caption saying, our relationship began a month ago. Yes, we are crazy in love. I know it's fast and we are living each day to the fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night. Tuning out all the negative energy and only focusing on positive wishes. Mm-hmm. He makes me so happy and this is what matters the most. Money For all of you that need the facts to get the optics Simon filed for divorce previous mm. marriage in January. I had mm. nothing to do with their filing of the divorce. That was between them two. Fallon and I are not friends. Simon's divorce has been settled. Our relationship is positive. Loving step forward in everybody's life. Simon and Dennis, which is her baby daddy, are committed to being respectful and supportive to my happiness in this situation, as well as being the best co-parents we both can be to baby PJ. Two black men stepping up and being amazing people. Let's praise them. It's truly a beautiful moment to live my life. I cannot wait to spend a lot the rest of our lives together. Love wins. Hashtag. Mm. Oh. Wow. Love wins, huh? I was wow. reading the comments and people was like, you know, you've been to the house, but I didn't know that they was on the show and double dated. And well, I don't know if they double time. dated. I, that might be something I added to the But, but obviously, at this point, yeah, they've been to you, each other's house. Yeah. They, so, I mean, well, I'm sure they probably had double dated. If they show got as her intro- friend. Right. Like, that's just crazy. And if they met each other personally outside of the show through their men, then obviously they were all together at that's some point. Crazy. You know what I mean? And it's only been a month. And then either way, it's like that still is really like. So they've been dating for a month? That's it. And now they're engaged. I don't know how much Love. of that I'm buying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they've been dating for a month. Yeah, I don't buy Me that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But, I can't I mean, believe this. Hey, you know. I think what got him was probably about the the house in the swimming pool. Yeah, for sure. Portia That's just got a Oh, and she does. And, and it was out. Chain. And it was out that and day. And out. she was jumping around and what was you know, out and her, her booty. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She got and he was sitting on there. Uh, like <laughs> if you go back and watch the episode, he sat there and he was just watching and he was smiling and, and Portia, she like the young like a little kid. She always dainty like Yeah. Yep. And it was. It definitely was. That's terrible. Now she keep the ratings up. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Next season's gonna be <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, Phaedra coming back. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah, yeah. that's right. She is Phaedra coming back. back. Yeah, that's next crazy. season gonna be she crazy. Squash it with candy and all that. So yeah. you know that's a lot about crazy. this show. Don't you? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I know a lot about this show. Yeah. The sad part like. about it though is that's gonna be. You know, she's going to be the one next season that's going to get all the attention. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. She know what she doing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's As crazy as it is, that's going to be what's, like, highlighted. And she's going to get a lot of, like, attention and, like, you know. They probably going to break up and have a divorce, too. I didn't know her and Wiener guy had broke up. But her ex-fiance. The crazy thing, though, is it's, like, for me, it's a little too soon for you to be that damn. Um, Living life to the fullest. You know, you two, she's a little bit confident for it to only be a month in. You he know what I'm saying? It's like. Receipt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just Love like you a little bit confident because if he could do her yeah, like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, you don't know what's going to happen a year from now and then you're going to be looking stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and it's just like, you just never know. Last a year. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a little early for her to be, you know, that kind of like 
Mm. I still think that's just crazy. Like, it's just some do's and some do nots. I feel like from it's just crazy. It's too many people in this world. How many we got? Eight, Eight billion. billion. Eight you billion? can't find somebody. <laughs> you can't find somebody else. Why go looking when they right there? He found her. Shaky can. <laughs> What's that? May eleventh. And that other situation, because um, on the same uh, thing, there's um, there's there was the girl Toya. She was also extra, and she was brought in as like um, I think Kenya or somebody's friend. I don't remember, but either way, she was like going through a divorce through the whole season. But then, like the other housewife, Drew Sedora. She was a new housewife, but she was actually a, a cast member. She like came on and made this whole big like. Um, a spectacle and saying like Toya he like prayed on this prophet like so I guess some pastor that was like advising well Toya's story was that she was being advised by this pastor but then Drew, this whole story broke and Drew and everybody and all these people were making rumors that her and the pastor were basically sleeping together mm-hmm. and praying so, together yeah and so then so Drew was prayed and late but the thing about it was she wasn't saying anything about the man she was basically saying like trying to come at the girl like you're wrong you're praying on a prophet you're you're messing up a family and it's like, listen, this grown man, if they are doing what they doing, this grown man know what he doing. Like, you, how she praying on a prophet? Like, you can't, you know what I mean? She's not praying on nobody. If but that was man, he with somebody else? Uh, I guess he said he had ended up coming out and saying that he wasn't engaged. He wasn't even engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he wasn't with nobody. And then he even said, like, you know, he claimed that he there was nothing going on between him and her, you know, that he was just advising her, but it was like that was like a whole scandal. That Prophets went on. need love too, you know. So I was like, <laughs> I mean, they do if they single, you know. Right. If you single, single, hey, you, you know, single, ain't nothing yeah. wrong with you <clears throat> looking for love, hey. But you know, if you got a a, a situation or a wife or a anything, then yeah, you he, dead wrong. He probably prophesied love to her You're right here, right now for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> the alignment, huh? the alignment, and maybe it is. I mean, hey, you know. If they find love, there's nothing wrong with that. In that type of way, yeah. But we talking about you with the whole person that you've been in the house with. This you was introduced as my friend. Oh yeah, that well that situation, yeah, that's that's that was totally different. I was just talking about this one. You know, this was another scandal that went on through that That season. That ain't nothing new either, though. Chicks been doing you know doing that for years to their friends. Well, girl, if you don't work out with him, I guess I don't try. (laughs) <laughs> and then they, then they be back talking like, girl, you said he was gonna do that to <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I did, but, uh, That's um, terrible. I know, man. That's tough. So, <laughs> what you got? Oh, we just do a trick of time, huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Here's what I have. I have that. No, no, no. TMZ reports. Oh, not. T reports that. Uh, Tory Lanez alleged attack on love and hip hop star Prince. Wait, what? According to the police report obtained by TMZ, Prince told cops he was at his table around 4 a.m. when he was approached and struck on the left side of his face. I ain't from the blind. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Prince told cops he turned around and made eye contact with Tory, who ran out of the club and took off in a Mercedes Benz Sprinter van. Tory is named in the police report as a suspect for alleged battery. So he stole on him and ran. Mm. Wow. He told he told on him? Wow. Yeah. The guy who got knocked off. <laughs> and he gets videos of him showing his jaw kind of puffy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's messed up. I thought Tory Lanez was on probation was shooting no girl in the foot. Maybe that's why he ran back to the van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe. I'm, I'm spreading around. To the Scooby-Doo, man. It was like a uh, probation violation if he get caught. He probably ain't supposed to be in Miami. Mm. <laughs> we don't have to follow the story and see. Mm. Yes, we will. Moving right along. Okay, I got something. <laughs> it pays to be petty sometimes. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Petty Betty? Petty Betty. <laughs> yes, it pays to be petty. $32,000 to be exact. A car dealership receptionist who felt away when she was apparently left out during a pizza ordering. The office ordered pizza and didn't ask her <laughs> what she wanted. A court recently described, I'm going to mess her name all up, so I'm just call her Mal, Mm-mm. experienced a campaign of victimization, which she had been deliberately excluded from Pizza Fridays oh. at the dealership where she worked at before she was laid off of January 2019. The manager at Hartwell, a Ford car dealership in Watford, uh, UK, will ask the staff which takeaway food would they like to order every month. But uh, Mal was not asked what she wanted to eat. <laughs> Sis explained that other employees were asked what they wanted to Did order. Did you just say sis explained? And that's what it says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading exactly what Matt, it says. I'm done. It says. What I was like, did I just hear her right? No, I, yeah, for sure. I just wanted to make sure I heard you. Right. Sis explained that other employees were asked and she was not. And she Is won. she obese? I don't show a picture of her, but oh, she won. She, she won. So eat. next time y'all come in here with some damn donuts and I ask for a breakfast bowl, <laughs> expect a cease and desist oh, order wow. coming. Well, don't nobody too much ask for donuts. They usually just pop up. Right? Yeah, they usually just pop up. No, he's doing that on purpose and he knows I'm trying to what? eat good. He said donuts every day. I didn't say that. I said we've been having donuts every day this week and it's only Tuesday, so. I, I'm, I want a fruit bowl. You could stop and or get the, <laughs> Not snacks. We always bring snacks. I'm talking about actual food. No, like when you stop somewhere in the morning snacks. and get food. No, we're talking about both. Who bought y'all those lamb chops? Oh, what lamb chops? At the. At the uh, the uh, uh, Donetta Carter event. Yep. Who bought those lamp You chops? did. You did. Thank you. Okay. Who was the first one to fall down and start screaming? <laughs> um, but, but also, who took, our, who took our wings that we were supposed that were supposed to be left for us? Where was we going to put them? Jesse told me don't leave them on the table. They were, so you put them in the... Refrigerator? Man, dude, she was not about to let them put this all on me. This I'm just trying to figure out why. I'm just trying to figure out how you just took our wings, though. Like I offered to bring them back. Did but you bring you them back? Did you never brought them back. Know, it's, it's COVID. <laughs> why would you bring them back? I did. Exactly. We see. Why would you but take that was my chicken left for us, though? It was left for all of us. Right. No, so you got your portion. Any. No. Yeah. You get your own portion <laughs> right. of wings and leave their portion. <laughs> we didn't get not one <laughs> You get your own portion of so corn. You got wings, to... fries, and mushrooms. You're um, supposed to come back. I had things to do. Oh, they were supposed to be still sitting we had, in the for us. That was it. Was that Space Streets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to Space Streets. And we would love, me and Shay would love if we could get some more of those infused wings because Clyde took ours. <laughs> <laughs> and smash them. Yeah, I love you, yeah, Clyde. Yeah. But you oh, don't sorry. Really take that. And that's the day we couldn't find him. Remember, he came in here buttoning up his pants and stuff. And literally, <laughs> and at the end Shay, of the countdown, we were like texting about the morning. chicken wings. Yeah, because we like, that's, that's why. That's why because they came from State Street. The next morning. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. remember that day you was laid out? Yeah, I remember. Because you I ate didn't. all the wings. No, I didn't eat them all. And you had champagne. You had a good day. Yeah, two bottles. Yeah, yeah. That's what RC. You had our wings, and then you had the bottle. Then you got a personal, didn't you? Last Monday. You remember that? I don't. Let me go back and watch the show. <laughs> no, I ain't about the show. That was the only day. Yeah, you woke came. up at like eight thirty-five. Yeah, you woke up coming in here yeah, and putting I your pants and stuff together. You don't remember that? I was back there tired. 
Cause you had ate the space drinks and drunk champagne. Y'all say so? No, that's what you said. Y'all say no. You said that it was the edibles. RC, didn't he bring? Why wouldn't it be because of the edibles? You know, edibles put you to sleep, right? Right. Y'all put me to sleep. What? You were clearly sleep. My tolerance is. You were clearly sleep. You said when you got home, you got a champagne, and you went straight to sleep. And you said no. He said he stopped and got a personal bottle as well. So you don't think champagne? Champagne. Name ain't gonna put you to sleep. Edibles gave me a will. Headache. Edibles I thought like the three ninety nine when I said it. <laughs> that's, like that's like the bottom of the barrel Chardonnay. You know? Edibles will, right? Right, Leah Renee. I mean, I had an edible last night. It was up all night. I mean, you ain't had no a, space treats though. If you eat a twenty that's piece good. wing, you will. The rice krispies. If you eat a no, twenty piece good, wing man. and some fries and some mushrooms, <laughs> you will. I didn't eat a twenty piece wing. Well, between I didn't even eat them five, ten, fifteen. That's about. So you right took there. our wings and then wasted them. I got some infused barbecue sauce for y'all. How about that? Where's what we gonna eat it on? Where's the wings? Put it on some watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't about to be persecuting me over no wings. Well, you the culprit. Hot box. Hot box. Mud City ENT. Hey. <laughs> Keep going. You saying those three angles? The people says for himself, Lance yes. Self, Jay Russ Jennings. Hey, Sasha hey. Denise. I ain't doing no ad libs. Sasha. Ooh, Sasha. Ready to do Simon's Baptist Church? Amen. The social butterfly, Miss Carter. Yes, sir. Kendall Harvey Singer. Yes, sir. And yes, HYPE. Whack. And Never. shout out to Ken Whack. Never. Whack. Nothing and if about you like me, I got the best ad libs. Oh, no. Is I'm talking? Is I'm talking? Sponsor? Like, Money. If you if you oh, want to be a sponsor, you get us up at Rise. Uh-uh. Wait, what? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Right. What? If you would like to be a sponsor, yes, you get us yes. up at Rise and, and grind. at the four hundred nine grind dot com, and we can talk to you about sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. and uh, we'll be back. There you go. <laughs> Together, the conflict is crucial. The diamonds is future. My cousin is shooter. Other one is scammer. Another one a booster. I like them dark, full of melanin. I'm a fix, she my medicine. Her ass shake like it's gelatin. The plug card, he bout the melamin. Your man card, he bout to tell again. They got him preaching like the Reverend. 
This local shit is irrelevant. If you're tired of church as usual and you're looking for something invigorating, exciting with passion, then the Greater New Psalmist Baptist Church, 3251 Glendale, is the place for you. We are a people that's determined to occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. The only thing's missing is you. Meet us at 3251 Glendale Avenue as we continue to be relevant and occupy all streets while cultivating cultural change. My name is Sean Mahone Sr., Founder and Executive Director of Young Men and Women for Change Behavior Modification Boot Camp Program. If you are a parent experiencing issues or problems with your child, then give us a call today. Young Men and Women for Change, 567-277-5352. Productive leaders for tomorrow's future. Then I'ma teach you how a queen thing 
Then I'ma put you up on Queen Thames. Yeah, see, you don't need a crown, girl, to know that you a queen. You don't, you don't need a crown, girl, to know that you a queen. That's a queen thing. And I'ma show you what a queen thing.
Yeah. Nobody calling, I'm answering on that first ring. Beverly Kruger, I'm killing shit in your wet dreams. Die face first, skill trust, chest, get my beard shining like blink blink. She always hot like my cookies, told the double stuff, I need more cream. She like short things, I'm talking orgasms on orgasms, knees touching shoulders, arms stiff. Slide two fingers in your tongue, tip clip, Walmart demise, roll back. She pulling my hair, I'm yanking out tracks, put a tip in the whisper, who's that? Who's that? on fire, perfect match, now I'm all I'm shaking, baby, take that. Take that. single party, you feel like a blessing. Baby, I got a confession When you're sexing me, you feel like I'm in heaven So baby, I got a suggestion Make me a sex fiend Baby, baby, sex fiend Make me a sex fiend Baby, baby, sex
he played the game, the more he had me open. Try to ignore all the shit that I heard. Trying to be down, talking man for his word. Cheated on me while he cheated on her. Lesson, lesson, lesson learned. It's me, all that's trying to make it work. Pack this bad bullshit to the curb. Feel like I'm immune to the hurt. Guess it's time I put me first. It's time I put me first. Miss me all that, try to make a word. Practice back, go shit to the curb. Feel like I'm immune to the hurt. Lesson, lesson, lesson joining the 419 Grind Crew on Rise and Grind, Wednesdays from 8.30 to 9.30. We're gonna be answering your general legal questions and talking about trending legal topics. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts, the 419 Grind Podcast. Welcome back. You are tuned into the number one voted podcast, the Rise and Grind Morning Show with Leah Renee, Shay K, Clyde Green, and Jay. Hey. We're back. Guess what? <laughs> what? Okay. So we are... Oh. Ooh, you can play that back. Okay, yeah, run that back. I okay, like that. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, I did say I was going to start doing my, you know, positive thing, whatever season that we're in. And so, right now, Aries Nation is over, but it's now to Taurus. Yes. They're my baby's all. a Taurus, so okay. I, I can deal with that. So, that's good. <laughs> so, this is something positive for all my Taurus out there. Anybody celebrating a birthday, a birthday that just passed, I'm giving you guys something that's just for you guys, something positive for the day. So, it says, Taurus. You're quite clever today. Thanks to the current alignment, your opinions and conversations are engaging, making others gather around to hear them. 
So expect to answer a lot of questions and make your peers reconsider their views on certain topics. Today, your words are making a real difference in the world. You heard it here first, Taurus. Yeah. Get out there. Out here first. Yeah. I love it. And your words are going to make a difference. So if you're out there, entrepreneurs, or anything you guys got going on out there, Taurus, today's your day to make a difference. Yes. I like that. So I'm going to start that. That's dope. Shout out to the Tauruses. Happy birthday to everybody. Yes, I was trying to find my um, birthday list and my thing, but I can't. Mine never comes up. I don't know why. Like, that's so irritating. I know. My birthdays never come up. Where do you guys find your birthdays? You can't. I thought you could. You still like, go to it. Show, oh, I don't know. My birthday on the calendar. It would just show up. It's on Facebook? So, yeah. yeah. My, it's go to the three lines at I the think bottom. it showed it. I did, like, but it doesn't go. To, I think it's like a part of your notifications of the first part of the day, and then it won't let you. Yeah, that's whack. I don't know, but if you guys celebrating birthdays or call in. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. There we go. If you got some birthdays, call in. If you want to shout somebody out, call in. Where's the phone? Oh, you got it? Okay. <laughs> hey, you've reached the number one voted podcast. You're on the line with Leah Renee, Shay K, Clyde Green, and Jay. Who we got on the line? This is Ken Spruce calling. Hey, Ken. How you doing? I'm doing very well. And yourself? Oh, I'm just peachy. What's going on with you this morning? Well, I understand that there's supposed to be a podcast going on uh, that I'm to be interviewed here at 9:45. Oh, okay. Are you outside? Wait, are you outside? No, no. Oh. Oh, well, where are you? <laughs> where are you? Oh my goodness! You already understand. I'm in Cincinnati. Oh, you're in Cincinnati. Yes. Oh, so, oh, was you supposed to? You, you were supposed to be here, or are you doing a, over the? No, is this an over the phone interview? I thought it was over the phone. Well, we okay, some, well, hey, we can we incorporate some, we this. We can incorporate this. We got some questions <laughs> for you, Kenneth. We're we, we gonna make this work. We didn't know you were calling from Cincinnati, but we are okay with that. We love that you uh, took some time out of your schedule this Keep morning. Your appointment. You're right on time. Yes, you're right on time. <laughs> so thank you for calling in. We appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> okay, so I'm Leah Renee. Um, what? Uh, first of all, I'll tell the listeners and viewers who Kenneth Spruce is. Um, obviously, you already said you live in Cincinnati. Are you from Cincinnati? No, I'm from Toledo. Uh, I am a native Toledoan, uh, born and raised, uh, graduated from the distinguished Jester W. Scott High School. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, this was back... This was back a little bit before you all's day, but uh, <laughs> back in the 70s, and uh, have basically matriculated my life across the country. Oh, wow. Mm, I've lived in uh, every region of the uh, nation, east, west, north, and south, and uh, have pursued uh, all levels of education, including the PhD level. Wow, so which, and okay, tell us which uh, colleges you went to. Oh, I went to, uh, initially, uh, I went to the University of Cincinnati, so that's what brought me here originally. Okay. Uh, then after that, I went to the American University in Washington, D.C. for my graduate degree. Wow. Uh, but I did not complete it there. I completed it at the University of Toledo, uh, the uh, master's degree program okay. in public administration at the UT. And then uh, in the early 90s, I went back to Clark Atlanta University for my Ph.D., Wow, that's amazing. What's your zodiac sign? Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, I make Pisces. Oh, okay. <laughs> and does that, so, does that make a, does that make a, a difference, a great bearing on, on one's prospects? Yeah, you a water sign, just like me. So you you de- you think deeply and you put your uh, your actions into motion. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so you've been back in Cincinnati for how long? Well, it's interesting. One of the questions that I had presented to you all was uh, about the portion of the book. Now, the book that uh, that I'm talking about today is titled I Apologize, A Black Man's Plea for Forgiveness. And it's an autobiographical uh, look at my life. And I would say that my life is, is basically divided into three parts in terms of, of chronology, uh, one-third in Toledo, one-third in Cincinnati, and one-third in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. And so you are now getting ready to start setting up repositories in Toledo, Cincinnati, and Atlanta. Can you explain to us and the listeners and viewers what repositories are and why exactly you chose to go into this field or industry? Very good. Very good. Um, A repository is basically an institution that collects and maintains data and statistics and material for researchers and for historians to come back and uncover what happened in the past. Okay, yeah. And, and, and so, um, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. At, this, at, at this particular time in my career, I'm, I'm retired. Uh, I retired uh, back about three years ago. And uh, in my retirement, I basically have established my own business, which is called Emoja, which stands for Black Unity, and it essentially is a publishing speech-making company. Essentially, I publish books and publications, and I make speeches. Mm. Uh, as an extension of the, the, probably the last significant professional responsibilities that I had was as a college professor. I was a college professor for the last 20 years of my life. And so as an extension of that, I'm doing what I was being paid to do for years, decades, basically write and publish and speak. That's awesome. And so, okay, you have a GoFundMe page going on. Um, why do you have a GoFundMe page? What's the purpose of this GoFundMe page? Well, I, um, I'm working on my fourth book. And uh, it's got a long title to it, but essentially it is a, a historical profile of the struggles of black students at the University of Cincinnati to realize all of their, their greatest potentials. And so in the writing of that book, I need to do a significant amount of research into uh, the University of Cincinnati. And the university is, uh, is a huge... David, uh, or I should say Goliath, and I'm the David, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get information. For example, 40 years ago when I went to the university, there was only 8% black people in positions in the actual seats in the college ranks and in administration positions. Right. And now 40 years later, there's still only 8% wow. black students in seats of admission, in positions of authority, and in teaching positions. And I'm trying to uncover 
Why is that? Why is a major institution like the University of Cincinnati denying black people their civil rights? Mm. And so as I go up against this Goliath, uh, it, it's, I've ultimately determined it's going to take funds and resources. It's going to take money Absolutely. to fight this big Goliath to try to get all that information. Absolutely. Back when I was a student 40 years ago, I did a study, and it was called the Spruce Report. And I was able to get all that information because I was a student. But unfortunately, 40 years later, I'm no longer a student, and they won't provide that information without a fight. Mm. And so I'm calling upon the general public to step forward and to assist me in this endeavor by going to my GoFundMe page, which is www.professorspruce.com. And there on my homepage, there's an icon for GoFundMe. And I would ask anyone in your listening audience to go and at least read up and get some history on this. And if they are so inclined to want to support blacks making progress in jobs, in promotions and admissions, this is the second largest college in the state of Ohio. And a large number of people from Toledo as I have found over the years, come and go to the University of Cincinnati. Absolutely. So it's basically a situation of of injustice and discrimination and prejudice against black people. But we have to stand together to fight it. And so I'm asking people to go to my GoFundMe page and support my efforts. Those dollars, by the way, will be used to, to basically retain an attorney to proceed with what is called public information uh, lawsuits, in other words, suits against the university that forces them to provide answers as to why they're not hiring blacks, why they're not admitting blacks, why mm-hmm. they're not promoting blacks. So that's essentially what the GoFundMe page is all about. Yeah. Well, that's very important. And I love that you're doing that because, um, like you said, we don't have enough of that going on. Clyde had a question for you. Yeah, Ken. Um, sure. Uh, what I wanted, what I wanted to ask you was: Has it been proven that there is discrimination or racial injustice at the at the university? Has that been proven, or is it just something that you're going off of, um, just off the numbers and just off eyesight? No, this is uh, well. You you know, there is uh, a part of the law. Uh, it's called de facto, right. which means that, in other words, when you go into the courtroom, you've got to prove to a judge, as you're asking me, if something exists. And the way you do that is by the statistics. You look at the data, you look at the facts. So for example, the city of Cincinnati has 45% African-American population. Mm-hmm. Well, by rights, there should be somewhere close to at least 20% black participation in every aspect of life here. So if you have a high percentage of blacks, the question becomes, why aren't blacks being given the opportunities to engage and uh, be admitted and be hired and be promoted? And if you've got a situation, there's only 8% black participation right. in a city of 45% black, that something right. is wrong. Yeah, that right there is a fact alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's enough proof there. And like you said, well, it's I'm, called, again, it's called, there's two different forms. One is called de facto and the other is called de jury. The jury means is that you look for something in writing to prove what you're trying to suggest. So you try to find something that was written that proves the point you're trying to make. But in this case, we're looking at the facts. 
Mm-hmm. So it would be de facto uh, discrimination against the university. Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the equivalent? Okay, you say the, the population of Cincinnati is forty five percent, and you say it's eight uh, percent black at the university since the seventies. Uh, what, what, out of that eight percent, how, how does that equivalent to the forty five percent of the population? What, what percentage of that population makes up that eight percent for the university? Well, you know that's that's one of the things that we're trying to get the university to open up and to present. Oh, okay. They're refusing to even respond. I, I went for a whole year mm. basically begging the president of the university to sit down for a meeting, and they refused to do it. I don't know if you guys were aware of it, but about uh, 10, 15 years ago, there was a black citizen of Cincinnati that was killed by a Cincinnati police officer, and he created a big, a big controversy and a big crisis. And the students were trying to get the university then, mm. 10 or 15 years ago, to address the problems of inadequate black participation in the university, and they refused to do it. Mm. So they have a history. The university yeah. has a history of avoiding and ignoring and evading black demands for participation, and it's just gotten to a point now. I ultimately want to write about it. I just want to educate the young people as to what the problems are at the university, uh, what at least some perspective uh, solutions are, and then also give them some sense of what the history of the university is. Right, and and Cincinnati's police department is pretty rough too down there, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. uh, I remember when I came here as a young man, you know, it was said that most of the... uh, the Cincinnati police officers were, you know, basically hillbillies, poor whites from Kentucky, right. and uh, you know they were they were basically head bashers. Mm. And uh, as as a young man, I remember Cincinnati was about the only city that I knew of in the United States that would stop people and ticket them for jaywalking across the street. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now I heard you talk about your book called "I Apologize." Why did you name it that? That's a very good question and uh, something I'd like your your readers, your not your readers, but your listeners to uh, be aware of. Again, as a uh, as a product of Toledo, and I discuss all of this in my book. Uh, I characterize it's a uh, let me identify that it's what what we call a autobiographical fiction, and what that means is. Uh, I say half of it is absolutely 100% true and maybe half of it is fiction. And I did that so as to protect people, their names and their Mm -hmm. situations and their circumstances. So I made some changes so people wouldn't be able to identify exactly who I was talking about. But anyway, um, as having come up and grew up in Toledo, you know, I was a fairly promising young man. Uh, As you all may recognize, uh, Mommy Valley Country Day School. You know, my family was very poor and we came up in the hood and back in the 70s, uh, I was given an opportunity uh, with all of the other minority students in the city to have a scholarship opportunity to go to Mommy Valley Country Day School for free. Mm-hmm. And so in order to qualify that, you had to be, you know, fairly accomplished 
you know, in your grades. Right. Your mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, my life has reflected that. In other words, I've always been a very accomplished, a very uh, strong uh, thinker and, you know, academician. So anyway, uh, there's a lot of people who don't know what happened to Ken Spruce. Because again, I'm, I'm from Toledo. I'm a native Toledoan. And I spent at least a third of my life there. And a lot of people didn't know whatever happened to Ken Spruce. And so I wanted to write this book basically to say to the people of Toledo, this is what happened to Ken Spruce. And for those of you that had higher expectations, had greater expectations, I apologize to you that I didn't fulfill my own potential. In other words, one of the things I say in the book is that I was angling to be the first black mayor of the city of Toledo. And one of my colleagues, Jack Ford, beat me to it. But that was my early ambition as a young person to be the first black mayor of Toledo. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, do you feel like your book speaks to the young, the hip-hop generation? I think it does. I think it does. Uh, you know, one of the things that I talk about in the book, uh, I have labeled my main character, who essentially is me, I've named him Carlos Jordan. And Carlos was, again, a very uh, ambitious and a very highly qualified individual. But the problem of his life was is that he focused most of his energies on self, on his own self as opposed to, let's say, others. And what I say to the young people in the book, one of the things that I've learned, I'm 65 years old, so I'm a little older than most of your listening audience. One of the things I've learned is, is when we were children, our parents and our grandparents told us not to be self-obsessed, mm-hmm. to not to be so narcissistic that we were always concerned about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've noticed about the hip-hop generation is that they are obsessed and an example of that would be the whole notion of selfies. You know, of people being so obsessed with getting pictures of themselves and of being on Twitter where I'm at every minute of the day and, you know, Snapchat and this and that. And all of that is a focus on the self. Yeah, hey, so hey, absolutely. The book is, and what I say in the book is, is that young people should realize they will not reach their fullest potential as people and as a generation focusing on self because self can only go so far and self is a a narrow focus uh, for people to concentrate on. And I try to advise them based on my experience, they need to be looking at something bigger than them, bigger than the self. And the thing that I recognize that's bigger than self is Jesus Christ and the Lord God himself. In other words, they need to concern themselves with others and not themselves. How about, how about what would you say to the person who says, uh, well, self-preservation is the first law of man? Because that's how I was raised. There's no doubt that self-preservation is the number one instinct. But see, I say, we are a minority people. We, every one of us who were born in this country are born as a minority. We already start at a disadvantage. And if we focus on, let's say, for example, here's another point. One of the points I make in the book is the hip hop generation is the richest generation in American history of black people. Black people as a generation have never had this kind of money. 
Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying is, if you focus on the self, to a large extent, you're going to blow that all those resources, all those opportunities, all that privilege on self-aggrandizement. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, let me give you one example. You know, when Tupac was alive, one of the things you see a lot of the hip-hop rappers do is pouring uh, Alizé and, and all this expensive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, champagne down the drain. Well, that's money down the drain, you know? And that's because people are so obsessed with what am I and what I have done and what I, I'm up to and what I'm getting into. What we have to be concerned as a people, as a race, as Dr. King tried to tell us before he got taken away from us, is we have to concern ourselves with collective organization, with collective yes. unity, with coming mm-hmm. together. Absolutely. That's the only way we can make it. We cannot make it as a race of people. If you look at the news every day, there's a black man killed in this country every day mm-hmm. yeah. by the police. And that's yeah. an example of the fact that one person is not going to do it. We yeah. have to do it collectively. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm proud of is the um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And one of the things I like about it is they don't have one national leader. They're all individual chapters around the country. And what that does is it, it, it gives the community, gives black community a faceless movement mm-hmm. where they can't identify one person and kill that person mm-hmm. because they're, all of us are behind it. Yeah. And with all of us being behind it, we make more progress than, let's say, if one person was out front trying to lead us. Right. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I, I think that's one of the reasons why um, the opposition makes the Black Lives Movement so they, 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 they uh, characterize it as a toxic uh, movement. Because there is no face to it, mm-hmm. that's what they what they want a face to it, so they can point out that person, and say mm-hmm. that person's ahead of it, and we need to take take that person out. So I'm 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 all for the movement of Black Lives Matter, and that's uh, surely surely yeah. But when you include the opposition, they always they always tear it apart. Like you have black groups way back since the Temptations. Or even like well, watching yeah. Franklin Life, they break they break them up, they break the groups up. Right, make them, right, right. You you better off by yourself. You don't need them. Mm-hmm. The same way they did in slavery. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look out for yourself mm-hmm. because if you try to look out for everybody else, they're gonna they're gonna tear you up. And and now we are here in this day and age where you know, like like he said, we are in a you know our generations um, which are our future. It's almost like it's just getting they compete. You know, yeah, it's it's getting to this point. And now with social media, like he said, it's provided a way for people to individually feel like I'm somebody. This yeah, is my, you know, I don't need this you. is my own reality show right, right. here on my myself. social yeah. media and I can be whoever I want to be, Self-made. you yeah. know. Yep. And it is, it's a very self-gratifying, you know, we're in a very self-gratifying mm-hmm. point in time. Just imagine, just imagine, I, I look at people like Jay-Z and I see the kind of, of, of philanthropic donations and contributions him and, and Beyonce are putting forward. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if all of the hip hop huh. community right. came yeah. together and, yeah. and pool their resources, what we could do yeah. as a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well the opposition scared them when they took Sam Cook out. Because he was trying to do the same well, I mean, thing. Our whole history, you can go all the way back to uh you know to Nat Turner. Nat Turner right. was a slave and he tried to lead the revolution to overturn slavery and another black, you know, squealed on him, you know, ratted him out. And when the man found out, they killed him. So they've always focused on who our leaders were and tried to eliminate them. Right. The point I'm trying to make is 
We need to get away from self-focus and get more into communal collective focus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, how, how do we right. do that when yeah, the opposition always they yeah. always send us after us? Even in the conspiracy theories, like a lot of people think the opposition sent oh boy to go kill Nipsey. He he was one of us, you know what I'm saying? Like, they always send one of us to tear us down. How do how do we get out of that? Well, if you look at, for example, one of the major issues right now going on is police reform, trying to stop the police from killing black men and women. And what you see is there is legislation, the George Floyd Policing Act in the Congress of the United States. Now, I would attribute most of that to the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. In other words, they were the one that pushed that issue so that now the country is dealing with how do we control these police and get them off of killing our community? Right. And mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is what we need to do. See, I, again, I tell you, I, I'm a retired professor. And you didn't ask me, but my professional area was political science, politics. And so I would love to get with the, the young people today and sit down and say, now you have got the attention of the world. Now you need to use your resources to push through change to make the changes that need to be done enacted and executed. That's where they're a little bit, that's where they're, they're, kind of, they're kind of spinning their wheels because they don't have the experience and they don't have the knowledge of the political process. But, you know, progress is being made and I applaud their efforts to bring about change. But that's what we need to do. We need to go from out in the streets protesting as we have been doing and we need to go inside where the policies are made and we need to go sit down at the table Mm -hmm. and change the laws, change the rules, change the regulations. And see, that's what that's what I was involved in when I was actively involved in my in my career. So that's one of the reasons I apologize is I never made it to that high point. And I know you said um, earlier that you did have, um, you know, dreams and aspirations of becoming, you know, the first black mayor in Toledo. So what would you say, like, what um, steered you away or like what challenges did you face that caused you to go in another direction? Or do you feel like your purpose was just meant to be somewhere else? No, I think that, uh, again, I say in the book, I apologize because I made a lot of mistakes myself on my own, you know, that were self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, at the time that I was in Toledo, it was the 1980s and 1990s. And, uh, you know, I was, I was definitely on the road to success. As a matter of fact, the very first black mayor of Toledo recruited me from Atlanta, Georgia, to come back to Toledo to serve in his administration wow. because he knew who I was and he knew what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, it was basically just, again, as I as I said, my message to the young people, I was so caught up in self. Right. I was so caught up in what I could do for me mm-hmm. as opposed to what could be done for the community. Yeah. And one of the questions that I posed to you guys was, did I have any regrets? And that's probably my biggest regret is that I didn't stay in Toledo and just buy my time until my chance came mm. and shot it. Mm-hmm. That's deep. deep. I needed to hear that. <laughs> well, Toledo the crib, you know. See, see, the thing is, you only got one life and you only got one shot mm. and you got to shoot it at the right time in order for it to go to the top. Right. And sometimes we make decisions that take us away from where we ought to be. 
Right. And that's what I'm apologizing about is that I didn't make the right decisions at the right time that would have resulted in me becoming a historic figure in Toledo, even though the things I've done are going to, you know, there have already been two books written that include my life in them. So I know that people recognize that what I've done is significant in Toledo and it's going to go down. That's one of the reasons for the repositories is because I'm putting my material in libraries Downtown Toledo Public Library has a, a section on my life. The University of Cincinnati Library wow. has a section. And I'm, I'm now working on the city of Atlanta, Georgia, incorporating the part. I spent almost 20 years in Atlanta. And so all of that information, as I said before, when history is written, they'll come back and write, well, who were the people that were significant in the previous time? And I hope to be one of those that are considered for that. Yeah, you will be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking that into existence. And so, I think it's very important. Um, I'm glad that you, I love the um, the reason why you chose the title for that book. And I think that it's important that you made that a, a big, um, you know, thing, theme, I guess, in the book about like, being aware of your own self-infliction you know because we so many of us we all do it you know have these moments where it's a god why me oh why me why does this happen to me you know and and until you get to that place in life where you can really look yourself in the mirror and understand that a lot of the the struggles and challenges that you face were self-inflicted you know what i mean the the better the better you can be you know the faster you can become a better person the reality is is I'm old enough to be all of your grandfathers. Mm -hmm. And so as someone of that age, I have some wisdom. I have yeah, some knowledge. I absolutely. have some experience. And what I'm trying to share with the young people coming behind me is don't do what I did. Yeah. Don't put your, all your marbles on yourself. Put your marbles in with your community, in with people that are like you, that are struggling with the same things you're struggling with. And we all can profit. We all can benefit. Absolutely. It's, it's so it's so true. Me and uh, Jesse, we just had a conversation about that yesterday. So it's mm -hmm. so funny that you um, are saying this because we just were talking about that yesterday. And that's what we are here for. And that's what this is about. So, you know, sometimes you have to check yourself even and be like, no, you know, I'm here for a bigger purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not always yeah. about me. It's got to be about the community and the future, the kids really at the end of the day. Well, I, I hope your, your audience would, would take a minute to go to uh uh, Amazon.com and to look for my book I Apologize, A Black Man's Peace for Forgiveness because again I'm being, being very frank and very honest about the things and the decisions and the choices that I made and I think there is some wisdom and some knowledge in that experience. Right and that was going to be my next question like even though even though you're apologetic and you, and you talk about all things that you should have done or, or could have done different um what what are your biggest positives out of out of your situations that you've been through? What what are some of the biggest positives that you've been through? Well, that's that's very good that you ask, and I appreciate that. Uh, there's no doubt, uh, my life did reflect. You know, you have to understand. Uh, I'm not in Toledo today, but if you go over on at the intersection of Door Street and Detroit Avenue, that was the center of the ghetto when I was growing up. Still is, and in that community. <laughs> In that community, black people were impoverished. They were deeply, 
you know, deeply down behind the eight ball. That's where I was born at. That's where I was raised at. Now, just imagine this. Just imagine somebody from that neighborhood today making it all the way to the White House of the United States. Right. In my experience, I told you I went to graduate school in Washington, D.C. I was an intern with an organization called the American, uh, the National League of Cities. And I was on the staff of an organization that made policy and decisions for city governments. They had a convention in 1978, I'm sorry, 1979, 1980. And I was there as a part of the staff. So just imagine where you're walking at today. Just imagine the steps that you walk after you get off this interview and just think that if in a week after you get away from this interview, the President of the United States walks in the same footpath that you walk in in an hour or two from now. Just imagine how impressive that is for you to be at a point where you're walking in the same footsteps that the President of the United States. Now, the reason I say that is because the week that I was there in Washington working, and that's, that was a reflection of my success, the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan, was shot. Mm. They attempted to assassinate mm. him. He was in the same place that I was in when I was 22, 23, 24 years old. Wow. So that was a great degree of success to get from Detroit, Detroit and Door Street, get from that neighborhood to the White House. Wow. Was essentially what I got to. And then as I say, additionally, you know, to become a college professor, for 20 years is a great privilege. Right. I mean, that was a great honor. Uh, I did a study once and found out that the number one most prestigious profession in the United States is college professor. That is the one profession mostly everybody respects and admires. And I, re I realized that potential. And then also, finally, I served in the first black mayor's administration in Toledo. I will go down in history as one of the group of people that was leading Toledo under the leadership of a black man for the first time. I was a part of that group. Wow. And that was around the time when you guys were putting together mayor's time for the young people and everything um, in that era, correct? I couldn't understand what you you were, you were identifying the period. What did you say we were doing then? When I when I was younger, I believe when Jack Ford was the mayor, they they started implementing a program for the young people called Mayor's Time, where it was like an after school uh, hookup to get us out, keep us off the streets. Well, I know I can't say that I specifically remember that program, but I know that uh, Mayor Ford he did play a, a primary role in involving more black businesses, more black companies, giving them money, giving them contracts, giving them opportunities that they never had before because there had not been a black mayor who was concerned about the black community. Right. So mm -hmm. he was very he was very integral in opening the door for blackness. What in do the you city of Toledo? What do you think people will remember you by here in Toledo, Ohio? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question as well. I think that uh, most of the people who know me knew that I was just a, uh, a pack rat for activism. You know, as a matter of fact, I created a group in Toledo, and you may want to look in the history of it. It's down in the Toledo Public Library. It's called the Study Group. And that group, I say in my book, was a forerunner to the Black Lives Movement matter or the Black Lives Movement uh, progress, 
was a reflection of the kind of things that we were doing. I started a group in Toledo of young black professionals probably 20 years before the Black Lives Matter movement came along, and we were trying to do the same things they're trying to do today. But you know, if you ever heard the expression, an idea ahead of its time, mm-hmm. the people, they weren't, they weren't. See, when you, when you go through, when you go through something, and that's what, that's what I, my book, the value of my book is, I've been through something. I've been through change. I've been through struggle. I've been through, you know, scratching and trying to claw my way up. So the old people say, you got to go through something first before you know something. And so having gone through all the things that I've gone through, I can say, you know, this is an effective way or this is an effective platform or springboard. And young people, I think, because again, as I say, there's no doubt the hip hop generation thus far is the richest generation of black people. Now you stop and think about that. I mean, we've been in this country for 400 years and we are now with the richest generation of black people that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The question is, is what are they gonna do with all of that, all of those blessings? What are they gonna do with all of those resources, all that material? Yep, that is the question, because like you said, I mean, if everybody, if if every single one of those stars did even maybe 10 percent of, you know, the type of, um, you know, things that Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing, um, you know, it would be we would have a lot, a lot more resources for our people and we would be able to accomplish a whole lot more. Even our athletes, too, you know, because Kobe was on the the verge of trying to uh, start start our own league. You know, Mm -hmm. there's enough money. Yeah. You know, but, you know, certain powers that we don't want that to happen sometimes. When you look at when you look at the things that young black people are doing today, it's it's mind boggling, you know, because you know, I remember when Barack Obama was elected president, my mother was still alive in Toledo at that time. And her generation they just fell to the floor in tears because they never thought they would live to a day to see a black man reach the pinnacle. Right. And when you look at a lot of the things that young black people are doing today, when I look at some of the deals that Jay-Z is making, that Kanye is making, that these people are making, I say to myself, damn, this, is, this generation is really blessed with a significant amount of material wealth to do whatever they want to do with. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we're and and, you know, just the simple fact that we're in this day and age with social media. I mean, so many people are creating their own platforms and, you know, like we are and, you know, just making their own lane. So we do have to, you know, be more about the community and more about giving back. Um, you know, it just has to happen or else we're going to continue to see these problems but this has been a great conversation Kenneth we really appreciate you calling in for the show today you've had many gems to drop so we definitely definitely hope to get you on here in person one day you're gonna have to make your way back to the city so we can get you on the show Um, but yes I was there there December the 14th and I wish I had known you all yeah until after I left and got back here in Cincinnati. Well, that's okay. We're not that Always far away. We're just you a hop, and a jump. So yeah. you tell us when you, you want to come and we're going to make sure we prepare for you. We got you. I'm working on this next book and as soon as I get it together, Toledo will be the first place I'll come to let the Awesome. We love yes, because we love exclusives. Sure <laughs> so tell the listeners and viewers where they can find your book one more time and where they can find you on social media. All right. They can find me on uh, the internet, www.professorspruce, spruce is spelled just like the tree, S-P-R-U-C-E, 
com, and I have my webpage there. Also, they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a high profile there, and I have a blog. Uh, also, again, they can find my book on Amazon under I Apologize, Kenneth Spruce as the author, and uh, we encourage them to go out and read the book and share the information and knowledge with their friends and family. Awesome. Well, before you hang up, um, you know, we have one thing that we do at the end of the show that Shay, uh, um, you know, she blesses us with every morning. It's her affirmation. So we want you to stay on the line and listen to her affirmation this morning. Well, God bless you all. We thank you. We love you. We wish the best for everything for you. All right. Don't hang up yet. (laughs) The minute you decide that you want better for yourself is the minute the entire universe begins to shift in your favor. Your declaration, your command, your intentions, your vision, and your prayers begin to create a new reality. All you have to do today is to decide and to never look back. Yes. How'd you like that affirmation? I love it. I love it. It sounds like like something I would have made up. Right, right. Mine's always be on point with the conversation. Yes. Well, I love I love the spirit and the enthusiasm. I'm very proud of you all doing Thank you. Job. Thank you. I look to stay in touch with you all, and you feel free yes. to reach out to me. Absolutely. If anything I can ever do to expand and to elaborate upon the good things that you all are doing. Oh, we I love that. It. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We will definitely be well, in contact with you. I'm looking to be in touch with you again soon. Okay. Right. God bless you, too. Have a great day. Bye. Take care. Yes. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. Hot Box. Hot Box. Mud City ENT. Yes. Essential Vibes. Yep. Land Self, the People Salesman. Yes, sir. J. Rush Jennings. Yes. Sasha Denise. Uh-huh. Greater New Psalmist Church. Amen. The Social Butterfly. Hey, Ms. Kendall Harvey. Hype Organization. Hype, hype. And Kenya Creations. Hey. And if you would like to become a sponsor of the number one voted podcast, send your info to Rise and, and Grind at the419grind.com and you can become a sponsor of our show. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. Yes. Hey. Y'all going for tacos today? Y'all be careful out there. It's toxic taco. It's going to be a nice Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, and the rest of the week is going to be nice. So, guys, let's not do anything crazy, okay? Let's be safe out there. Um, um You know, and have some fun. Want to do it? Oh, oh, what are we going to do? We forgot the ticket giveaway. Oh, yeah. Well, we can still do it. We got some VIP tickets to give away. VIP. So yeah. We got some tickets to give what's away. So, I guess we're not going the, nowhere too quick. Yeah, y'all. Um, remember, we said we are going to do you guys' middle names. Okay, because we're going to do both or we're just going to do one. We got two tickets to give away, right? Yep, two tickets. Okay. I don't know about yeah. my middle name. Okay, so. so okay, well, everybody <laughs> already knows my middle name, so we can't do that. And Clyde, What's your middle name, Leo Renee? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think it is? <laughs> you know what's so funny, though? Somebody really did ask me one time, like, um, so where does the Renee come from? And I was like, it's my middle name. And they were like, that ain't your middle name. And I'm like. <laughs> what? They was in the yeah, class. Yeah, okay. They went to high school in one class all day. <laughs> got but anyway. five minutes early. What is your middle name? Leslie. Leslie, huh? Harold, Harold Leslie. Leslie. What's your last name? Harris. Oh, Harold Leslie Harris. Green. Your last name is Green. Where did Clyde <laughs> Green come from? Well, I tell you, I tell you, I shoot you. I don't want to get shot. It's not my uncle called me Clyde. I don't want to smoke. Green part we're gonna keep to ourselves. <laughs> okay, well, callers, <laughs> listeners, um, hey. Nobody knows Shay K's middle name, and it doesn't start with a K. What are we asking? Who song this is? Oh, we can do that for the second one. The first one. 
This first one is Shay K's middle name. I almost said it. Shay K's middle name. Don't y'all think the K is for her middle name because it is not for her middle name. K is not for her middle name. I'm just talking about Kimberly, Karen. Nope, the K is for Kimbo. So call 419-540-3566 to win the tickets. You got to guess. What does your middle name start with, Shay? A L. I would have never said that. And an E. L E. And it ain't Leslie. <laughs> is it Leah Renee? <laughs> My name is Leah Renee. Okay. <laughs> I said L E. Free tickets to next to blow. VIP tickets, actually. And they everyone, don't even, everyone don't know your middle name. Big man, you don't know your name? <laughs> Why would Bigger Man know that? They went to high school together. <laughs> He ain't looking at my registration papers. Okay, I, 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 I know when Leah asked my middle name, someone asked me, I'm like, Leslie? Well, that's your name on Facebook, so. Oh, but you know what? It's okay, because I don't Leslie think Leonard. mine is ever shown in school. I think my dad always No, 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 no. Don't call oh, me. Yeah. Call the show. Because I thought that was his last name all the mm-hmm. time. They call him my phone. They call the show. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling Who your phone? Calling? Unknown name. Yeah. Anybody calling your oh, phone? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Ain't nobody calling your phone. Who is it? Thank you for calling for tonight. <laughs> uh oh, he in trouble. <laughs> like, uh-oh. He changed Who's his face he? fast. You see, he said, Hi, this is Chloe. Who? Who is Chloe? Chloe. You know, it was a recording line, like when they hear the voice. Oh. Talking, I was about to put you on the microphone. Chloe. You know what? You know what? Ain't nobody calling me. I was about to say, ain't nobody gonna get that. They're probably night. gone by now. Yeah, because it was the end of the show. They heard yeah. the affirmation. Yeah, yeah. So we can do it tomorrow? Yeah, we can do it tomorrow. All right. All right. Give away tomorrow. So we'll do four Tell tickets. all your friends. Four tickets tomorrow. <laughs> four? Some tickets? Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought we was giving away every day. Mm-mm. Oh, this is it? Every week. You know, oh. tomorrow. Yeah. Did you check Because we just gave some yesterday. We did. did we? Erica yeah, yeah. won yesterday. Yeah, we did. These are VIP tickets. Oh, these, Mud City ENT bought these tickets together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. we, we, yeah, we, we only got like one more ticket. All right. Well, yeah. tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. So these are VIP tickets. Right. Yeah, um, what they get with the VIP? A VIP. You get to sit in the VIP section. Oh, okay. Do they get chicken and wings? No. Chicken and wings. I'll buy them a meal. I might buy them. Chicken and wings. I might buy them a shot. Wings and things. They get shots and wings. Oh, okay. Mm. But now you gotta wait till tomorrow because y'all took too long to call. Oh, yep. well. Blow them kisses at them people and tell them you don't know nobody else. <laughs> All right, so you gotta wait till tomorrow. Y'all better yeah, call in for that giveaway. We got four tickets to give away. Next to Blow, May 23rd, Saturday. If you don't know oh, about yeah. it, you better get to knowing about it. Hey, we gonna be in the building. So Sasha and Anitra are performing. Yeah. Sasha Denise, hey, Anitra Sheree, Queen Things. And before that, Thursday. May 13th, we got the Ohio Innocence Project coming in. You find out how to help uh, Wayne Brady and Carl Willis fight for their freedom. Mm-hmm. Or anybody else you know that may, may need some information to try to fight for their freedom. Wrongfully convicted. Tune in Thursday. You mm-hmm. won't want to miss it. I'm hey. telling you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And like me and Shay always say, until, until next, next time. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go out. Swish. <laughs> <laughs>